Shwetambari Shetty is a fitness instructor who started her career in banking before transitioning into the fitness industry. She is someone who had motivated and inspired me to get into exercising and fitness during the COVID period. I'd met her in Mumbai's one of the CultFit events that happened and that's when I knew I need to get her into the podcast and speak about fitness and living a healthy and active life in general. On this particular episode, we speak a lot of things about fitness. How could you be more consistent? What are the, how could you form better habits, some eating lifestyles and basically why fitness in general is more important. If you're someone who wants to elevate or get into fitness or know more about how you could be active, listen to this whole episode. And if you like it, share it with your friends. Fitness is something that I think everyone got a bit serious after COVID. So we just want to like deep dive into it. And uh, I mean, just wanted to prick your brains on what fitness was for you and how has your journey been on it. Uh, thank you for coming on the podcast. Thanks, Adi. I think I'm uh, always excited to talk about fitness and health and wellness because it is so close to my heart. But I'm curious to know that you started your journey during COVID. So are you saying like pre-COVID, you didn't exercise at all? So I used to always play, but yeah. uh, I was never, uh, I mean, focused on it. I mean, since childhood, I used to play in my like buildings. I mean, we did, never had phones or something, right? Yeah. So we used to play a lot. Um, yeah. And I mean, fitness was there. I used to go on treks. I still go on treks uh, quite often, but you never had to focus on it. But when COVID happened, uh, I was diagnosed with COVID. And that's when I yeah. understood, I mean, anything in the world could be compromised, but not your health. Because if you are yeah. in good uh, health and shape, you could do anything in the world. I mean, and even if there's some slight, uh, I mean, defect to it, I mean, if defect is not the right word, but yeah. Uh, I mean, there's a lot of change that could happen on you. So that's yeah. something that I realized yeah. and that changed my entire game. And that's when I think I first discovered that online workouts could be fun. Uh, because yes. I like people. I like meeting a lot of people, going out, uh, doing like, for example, when we speak, so I, I'm a member of cult, uh, doing dance fitness in cult sessions. I mean, I like doing that. But then COVID yeah. hit. For the first 20 days, we had nothing to do. And uh, that's yeah. when I figured everything out. But yeah, that's my journey, how it started. Yeah. No, but you rightly pointed out, right? Uh, that line where you said that having good health, you can pretty much do anything, achieve anything. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly my journey, right? I mean, I started all of uh, this much later in my life. I, I got into, you know, exercising a lot only at the age of 30, right? Mm-hmm. Until then, I used to be extremely active. I come from a family that is super active. We move a lot. We play a lot, a lot into sports. So I also did a lot of sports and used to be mm-hmm. very, very active and athletic. But the 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 whole concept of going into a gym and etc only started at the age of 30 mm-hmm. and of course that's also because uh, i got introduced to you know dance based fitness through zumba mm-hmm. and uh, that was obviously fun like you said you went into cult and you did dance yeah. fitness and it was so much fun so i think when you start your journey of mm-hmm. fitness and health and wellness into doing something you thoroughly enjoy doing, mm. the stickiness is far more. And I think that's exactly what happened to me. Same, yeah. And then I moved from there into lifting weights. Mm. I just felt great about the way I feel, the way I look, the confidence I built through lifting mm-hmm. weights. 
you know, the, the, the way your body just changes when you lift weight. And especially for women, it, it's just a whole different feeling altogether. And mm-hmm. then there was no looking back. And it's what? It's a decade now. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the only reason I was able to very confidently, uh, you know, plan a baby at the age of 40 is mm-hmm. because of my fitness. So uh, coming back to your line that when you're healthy yeah. and fit, you can pretty much achieve anything. For me, more than my career and what I've achieved in the last 10 years, my biggest achievement is that I could peacefully go through my pregnancy and delivery at the age of 40 because of my uh, health and fitness. And I'm 42 today. And honestly, my body age is 32. When I've done a recent yeah. body composition analysis, I, I found out that my body age is 32. I'm 42. I, I definitely feel less than 32. Mm-hmm. And all of this is because I have consistently exercised the last 10 years uh, literally giving no gap or very little mm. gap, maybe because of a small injury or something like that. But uh, it, it it changed my life. And that is probably also the reason why I took, took it up as a profession to be able to change other people's lives because it gave me so much joy that I wanted to spread the same joy to everyone else. This is awesome. And I mean, just before hopping on this particular podcast, I was researching about you and I've known you before as well. And I mean, yeah. the whole journey that is spoke, we are going to break down it into different parts. And I have a lot of questions. Yeah. Uh, sure. So, I mean, so I, I read that you were into banking like for seven years. And yes. uh, that's, I mean, uh, like most of the uh, families, I mean, people prefer, I mean, you would force you to like work in a corporate, uh, earn steady income. Uh, I mean, be settled in life and everything. And then something happened where yeah. you changed into fitness. And I think you, in 2011, you were the one of the first people to do Zumba certifications, yes. uh, which was yes. again, uh, like your husband, uh, maybe f- I asked you and prom- like helped you to do Help that, right? Yeah. If I'm not wrong. Yeah. 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 Yes. He kind of, he kind of pushed me to do it yeah. because he thought I-, I love dance and why not give it a shot? Right. Yeah, and yeah. I mean, I just want to take you back to this particular moment when you had to shift between uh, a corporate job, which was steady yeah. income, yeah, a bank, yeah, uh, to do something that you were very passionate about. Uh, and True. I even read your first class, you had only one student. Uh, yes. So, yes. I mean, how was it for you? I mean, the transitioning more than uh, yeah. how it happened, how was it mentally for you? How did you plan things? You know, honestly, I, I think I had no expectations. Mm-hmm. I really had no idea what I was getting into. I knew I had a fantastic job at HSBC. It was the best mm-hmm. first and last job of my life. Uh, I learned so much. And when I came out of it, I came out of it with a heavy heart, uh, not knowing what I would get into. Uh, mm-hmm. Because I had, my colleagues were my family. You know, I, I mean, I, if you spend seven years in a company, you know what that's mm-hmm. like, right? Yeah. It becomes a family. So... When I got out, I really got out with zero expectations at, at this new job that I got myself, which is at a fitness center or a health mm-hmm. club. But when I walked into that, you know, that 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 first class, first of all, I did that certification very reluctantly. I didn't mm-hmm. want to do it, but I did it because my fitness center was insisting that I do it. Uh, but when I finally made up my mind, I quit my job, I got married, uh, and mm-hmm. all of this happened in a span of three, four months. Mm-hmm. The certification, quitting, yeah. uh, getting yeah. married, and then sitting and wondering, what do I do next? Mm-hmm. Right. And then when my husband said, go try this out, 
I really didn't know what to expect because I was never in the space of fitness. Uh, all I did was mm-hmm. did a lot of dancing. I did a lot of uh, playing sport, but I've never really entered a gym as such, right? Mm-hmm. So I went in with very limited expectations, but I went in fully prepared mm-hmm. for my class, right? Yeah. And that's why even with one student turning up, I mean, mm-hmm. there was a choice between canceling that class and doing mm-hmm. it at another time or just doing it. Yeah. And for me, it was about that one person showing up. I mean, she showed mm-hmm. up. She's expecting to do a class. Mm-hmm. And if you showed up, that means you really have some intent to do, you know, mm-hmm. to work out, to get fit, to get healthier, to lose weight, whatever that intent is. And uh, I think as more than a coach or a teacher, I think as a person, I would not like to turn mm-hmm. her down. And that's how it all happened. I taught her the class uh, and she absolutely loved it. And that smile on her face at the end of the mm-hmm. class just yeah. did it for me. And that was like my moment where I said, you know what, this is what I'm doing for the rest of my life. I want to make people happy. I want to make people mm-hmm. smile. Uh, I've always known to have been a people's person. And mm-hmm. I think even when I worked with at HSBC, I always worked with people. Like I had mm-hmm. big teams that I was managing and uh, we always fortunately did well and things like that. So I knew that this is probably my space, if not managing a team or running a project at a corporate, I'm managing a whole lot of lives and their fitness and their health. So they were just yeah. two different type of things, but almost the same, right? And that's when I said, this is what I want to do. And if it doesn't matter if I'm going to have to take mm-hmm. less money home, I know I'm going to literally be stress-free. I'm going to be able Mm -hmm. to sleep well in the night. And I'm going to be, you know, happy, bringing joy to everyone else. So, but I had a lot of support Mm -hmm. in the form of my husband. So I think it's not something uh, that's very easy for everyone to just make a decision of letting Mm -hmm. go of a big chunk of their monthly income and settling for something small and taking that risk you always need a backup and that backup can come through your spouse, through your sibling, through your parents, Mm -hmm. through whoever it is. But if you have some sort of small backup plan, then it always works in your favor to take such risks, right? Mm -hmm. So I had my husband and I didn't have to think too much about earning a lot of money. I want to earn a little bit to kind of Mm self-sustain, which I did through teaching these classes. And it kept me healthy. It kept me fit. And because I was in a niche space, it kind of became, you know, like we we gained a lot of uh, fame and momentum mm-hmm. and a lot of gyms started then calling and saying, hey, we heard you teach and yeah. we'd like for you to come here and teach. And that's how, you know, the first mm-hmm. from 2011 to 2013, mm-hmm. I just kept teaching at different places across Bangalore and gathered some credibility doing that. And even if it was I think in no time I started earning almost the same as my corporate job. And then mm-hmm. it, I started earning more than my corporate job. And then I knew that this is what I want to do and I don't care about anything else. Tribe, mm-hmm. of course, come, came much later. The mm-hmm. fitness center yeah. that I opened, my entrepreneur journey came much later. Mm-hmm. But the first three years was just freelancing. I wake up in the morning, I call my clients, I wake them up. I used mm-hmm. to even pick some people up on my way to the gym. Yeah. Uh, and I think the primary reason I did that was you people gave you money, right? Mm-hmm. They gave you money. They trusted in your effort. And I didn't want them to not show up because if they mm-hmm. didn't show up, they would yeah. not achieve their goal. If they didn't achieve their goal, they mm-hmm. would never come back to oh, me, yeah. right? So and I wanted people to stick 
to my class for as long as I'm taking it. So mm-hmm. uh, I had taken, yeah, I'd done everything possible to ensure they came into my class every single day, unless of course they were traveling. And it was mm-hmm. very successful. Like I used to teach in JP Nagar, Whitefield, uh, all of these areas, of course, only a Bangalorean will understand. Yeah. Indra Nagar, Koramangla, so across. Mm-hmm. And I started my day at like 5.30 in the morning and it used to, with breaks in between the day, uh, I used to end my day at like 8 p.m. And it was fantastic. Oh, nice. So you were like a account- accountability buddy for a lot of people. I mean, force yes. them to come to the class. <laughs> and, uh, Absolutely. And, and that's the thing you said, yeah. the word accountability. That's all we need. You need to be accountable either to yourself, mm-hmm. but you have to have someone who's not self-motivated. Like I'm mm-hmm. accountable to my own self. Yeah. But not everybody is expected to be like that, right? Then you have to find an accountability partner to be consistent. It's that simple. And the moment you're consistent, your goal is achieved. Oh, nice. And uh, I mean, speaking about consistency, I even read your last post, I mean, uh, a previous post where, I mean, yeah. you said that in 2022, you were uh, consistent, but your main goal for 2023 is consistency. I mean, just be more consistent. Maintain uh, that, maintain, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, I mean, with, the New Year's thing coming up. I mean, I saw, I mean, in the gyms or in the cult centers, a lot of people are packed up. I mean, after, on the second yeah. and third, uh, which yeah. eventually starts reducing. And then by the end of the month or a lot of people, yeah. like, all the resolutions that they have made uh, breaks down. And I think yeah. consistency or habits is one thing that would keep a lot of people throughout. Uh, and since you have been consistent in last year, I mean, what are your tips or how would you encourage people to be more consistent uh, form better yeah. habits? And what are your yeah. like things that you have like uh, done? Yeah. I think the most important thing is just do what you absolutely enjoy doing. You don't have to come to cult and buy a membership there mm-hmm. or any gym mm-hmm. because it's mm-hmm. a resolution, right? Resolution doesn't sound exciting at all. A goal sounds more exciting to begin with. Just this morning, I was discussing with my workout buddies uh, where he was mentioning that he was reading a particular management book where it said that whatever that goal is in your life, professional, personal, you know, fitness mm-hmm. goal, health goal, if you write it down, right, at a place where that you would constantly end up looking at or opening the book or something like that, chances of you achieving them are far higher, mm-hmm. right? So I don't know how much of that is true or not, but more than resolution, identify the goal you want for yourself. Okay, resolution is just mm. a term. And I feel like it's just hyped up and overdone. So first, yeah. identify goal. Second, choose what you enjoy doing. If you love squash, go play squash. Mm-hmm. If you like dancing, go dancing. If you like swimming, go swimming, right? You need to choose what you enjoy. Only then are you going to show up every day, mm-hmm. right? That's a first step. The moment you start showing up and doing what you enjoy a lot, you start mm-hmm. seeing changes in the way you feel, the way you look, the way you are in every way, energy-wise, uh, size-wise, every way. Mm-hmm. That's when you'll go, you'll take the next step, which is let me do something more. Mm-hmm. Let me get a step ahead. Let me do something more, right? Mm-hmm. So first, choose an activity you love doing. Second, choose a time that works for you. Just because the whole fitness fraternity is probably waking up at 5 a.m. doesn't mean you need to wake up at 5 a.m. Mm. If it doesn't work for you, it doesn't work for you. So what? You know, do it at 10 p.m. If that's what works for you, if you're, that's your circadian rhythm, if your body clock is adjusted mm. to that cycle, stick to that cycle. Well, I would love for you to change that pattern, but that takes time. 
right mm-hmm. so don't do everything at one time so choose a time that works for you choose a workout that works for you right mm-hmm. and then don't do multiple things at one time which means don't say that i'm going to start working out every day i'm going to start eating right every day i'm going to do x number of steps yeah. every day everything cannot happen mm-hmm. even in your professional life right mm-hmm. how many projects are you able to manage at one time one yeah. maybe two yeah mm-hmm. and maybe depending on the size of the project maybe three so you can't take all at once every project has a timeline has a duration and etc it's the same logic you cannot make mm-hmm. all changes to your life at one point it needs to start really small so baby steps mm-hmm. start with say i will commit to doing two days a week mm-hmm. you know for the first month next month i will commit to adding the third day a week then in the mm-hmm. third month maybe now you say okay my exercise habit is built i'm working out thrice a week and i'm feeling fantastic let me now bring in some change in my nutrition so i'll change one meal a day mm. after 3 weeks i'll change two meals a day in the way i eat or make some small portion changing maybe make it more protein dense so look at all the habit changes as small you know tiny mm. steps or tiny habits don't make it big habits yeah right big habits have a change effort works mm-hmm. for very few people the mass can only do small so do what you enjoy choose mm-hmm. a time that you enjoy choose habit one at a time and don't do more than one at mm-hmm. a time at all no matter how self motivated you are mm-hmm. don't try to push yourself into doing more than one habit change in your life at a time because that's only going to create more frustration mm mm-hmm. right i mean none of us including me when i went on my weight loss process as well mm-hmm. i could not do everything together so i chose exercise first then i brought in the food then mm-hmm. you know i brought in like uh movement 10000 mm-hmm. steps 12000 steps and etc so that's the most important thing when mm-hmm. you do everything together chances are you're not going to stick to it it will last only for the first two weeks of january yeah. and then it's just gone crashing down all right um this is amazing and i mean one thing that i can take up from this is with fitness and like most things in life instant gratification does not work i mean you cannot be uh <laughs> yeah i i mean just correct me if i'm wrong yeah you know what instant gratification doesn't work for everyone but for some people it works like a charm okay right uh-huh. because i've seen like i work out with different people i connect with different people at different times we do have a lot of online sessions and people mm. keep writing to us and uh i've noticed even like really small victories right like mm. suddenly after two weeks you feel like oh my god you know my pants are becoming slightly loose yeah. it's slightly loose it's not yeah, very yeah. loose you can still wear them but celebrate that small victory mm-hmm. right. right talk about it to people who are close to you and be excited mm-hmm. right i think it like for me instant gratification is not a big deal like people who i work out with i've seen like in the last few weeks some massive changes in 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 the way uh, they've lost mm-hmm. weight and etc and every time they come to me and they're like if they meet me after a few days and like you don't see a change i said i do see a change it's like why aren't you telling me that you see a change <laughs> okay. like no because uh, we're still very far from the end goal so it's yeah, fine yeah. it's like no but the gratification is going to make a difference so yes instant gratification makes a difference for some people not all so you just okay. got to identify and celebrate it oh yes and i mean one more thing uh, celebrate small wins 
uh, because yeah. that what yeah. keep you keeps you motivated for the journey. And I mean, fitness is not, not something that you want to do like for a short period of time. It's not a sprint; it's a marathon, yes. like kind of thing. So yes. uh, obviously, yes. yeah. I mean, keep doing it. Uh, so I still remember one of the points that you had quoted. Uh, you can exercise for weight loss, weight gain, strength, climbing the Himalayas, running the marathon, but you must exercise. What you must exercise is to age gracefully. And yes. uh, in the initial conversation, you also spoke that you are forty-two, but you look—I mean, biologically—you are thirty-two, but you feel yeah. much younger. Uh, yeah. So you could uh, like hack your age, and I know one of the person uh, called Vishen Lakhiani also speaks about it. Uh, mm. while hacking your age and everything. So, mm. uh, I mean, how does it help, and what does fitness do to uh, hack your age? And do you? I mean, you know, uh huh. Uh, one more thing. I'm, yeah. I'm around. 20, I'm 24, and a lot of people my age right now are like they have a lot of pains in their legs. They cannot walk for even mm. five kilometers uh, because most of their lifestyle is only limited to like home to their office space. Yeah. Uh, then just like chilling back home, and there are no physical Netflix. activities. Netflix. Yeah, a lot yeah. of I mean binge eating, binge watching. Uh, and because of that, I mean even if we had to like walk for three kilometers, I mean on a particular day. uh there's a lot of uh i mean they could not do it uh yeah. and there's this difference between this the current gen z i mean uh, that we have that we are uh yeah you and under 25 under, yes. yeah. <laughs> under 25 yes so yes, 25, uh, yeah. and then um, i mean i don't know what's the reason for that i mean a lot of uh, i can say technology obviously i mean the phones uh it's easiness i mean if i have to reach from one place to another i could just book a cab And the cab comes at my doorstep. It makes me reach the other space. Uh, lack of physical activities because a lot of yeah. time, I mean, people are ambitious about their goals and everything. Uh, so I mean, and you talk about aging gracefully. Uh, so are these people like aging fast? And because they, uh, what is your take on all of this? See, my take is very very simple, Adi. I'm, I I come from a village. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm from Kundapur. it's a village and when you have grown up watching the village people live mm-hmm. right although i've not like grown up mostly in in kundapur mm-hmm. i've had my first 5 years of my life was there but then even if i've lived away from there uh, i have ensured that every summer vacation i went and spent one month in the mm-hmm. village with my grandparents and cousins and etc but what i'm trying to say is i have a very simple straightforward uh, approach or you know uh, whatever to this question of yours which is your body is designed to move hmm. okay if your body was designed to be sitting down and doing different things all day on a computer tv phone books whatever it would not have been designed the way it is you would hmm. not need an ankle joint you would not need a knee joint there are mm-hmm. certain joints in the body you would not require if sitting was the main goal right mm-hmm. so the body is designed to move mm-hmm. you're supposed to sit when you want to rest and those rest periods don't happen through the day the rest periods means rest rest is when you sleep rest comes in the form of when you want mm-hmm. to sit down to eat when you mm-hmm. want to have like a coffee or something like that so rest yeah. is small most other times of your day should go in movement and this mm. is how evolution happened mm. right so i'm reading a book called the story of the human body 
and it talks about evolution mm-hmm. uh it talks about from apes and chimpanzees to humans the whole evolution and why did the body get designed the way it is and what are we predominantly supposed to be doing right mm-hmm. we were supposed to walk around gather food hunt uh, climb right. trees right mm-hmm. and if you i don't know about you because you're very young but my younger days was walking not hunting but climbing yeah. trees yeah. that's what i did every one month that i spent in my village mm-hmm. was all about climbing trees trying to jump from one tree to another playing in the fields right mm-hmm. playing in the yeah. stream tv was luxury for us although there was a tv at home mm-hmm. and we watched a lot of black and white as well it was still luxury what i'm trying to say is today mm-hmm. the choices are far more like you said mm-hmm. we can order a cab order an auto order food everything so the human being has a choice today earlier mm-hmm. there was no choice right so now it's in your hands what you want to choose so i am choosing for my daughter Mm. I will still choose to take my daughter every vacation to my hometown mm. and I will ensure that she runs around in the fields you know she runs around she climbs trees she does everything that I have done simultaneously I will give her screen time because mm. internet and technology is also important in certain ways right mm-hmm. but it is a choice you make and I think the current generation is just choosing more of the stuff that they can do sitting down than being active without even understanding and realizing mm-hmm. that the harmful effects of sitting down long hours is going to attack them much younger mm-hmm. than much later right yeah. see you you can you can try to keep yourself disease free as long as you can by doing mm-hmm. regular health checkup eating right working on your micronutrients macronutrients physical activity and all that but sometimes certain lifestyle diseases will attack you no matter mm-hmm. what yeah you know like mm-hmm. i've seen my father getting cancer my mom getting parkinsons and these are two mm-hmm. very fit people in my life who have learned so much from despite that they were attacked by it right mm-hmm. yeah so i'm not saying that by making drastic changes to your lifestyle you can completely protect and prevent lifestyle diseases but you can mm-hmm. to a large extent and most importantly you will recover better Mm. right even right. if you're hit with a lifestyle disease and you're you go through a surgery you come out of it you recover faster because you are physically and mentally a lot fitter stronger and healthier right mm. so i keep looking at my grandparents my parents my aunts my uncles mm-hmm. people who live in the village their life because i have access to them very often and i just compare to mm-hmm. what we do here and i've noticed i've just kind of imbibed all of it much much sooner I don't remember even when I used to work at HSBC or wherever I don't mm-hmm. remember sitting in one place for more than 1 hour. Mm-hmm. It's just it just cannot happen. Like I have to get up and move 5 minutes every 1 hour whether it's to mm-hmm. grab a glass of water, tea, coffee, go to the washroom, something. Mm-hmm. Right? So if you are not going to move and I'm not talking about exercise. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exercise is the next thing, right? Mm-hmm. I am talking about simple movement. Analyze how many hours are the you are mm. sitting in a day. Mm. How many hours, right? Analyze right. that yeah. and make a note of it and see that you are not supposed to be sitting that long. If you aren't mm. getting up every one hour and moving, mm-hmm. then your joints are going to suffer. And that's exactly why the generation today 
A, is having all these pains and aches much sooner. B, they're Mm. always so sluggish, Mm. right? They don't have the same energy that a 42-year-old has. And I'm Mm. not talking about only me. I I, I work out with certain people who are also Mm -hmm. probably the same age as me or some much younger. But I see the difference. I have more energy than Mm. most 20-year-olds. And that's because of the lifestyle. Because we focus on getting good sleep, because we focus on getting good nutrition, Mm. because we focus on... I'm not saying I haven't been there, done that. I used to be a party animal myself. You know, I used to do a lot of drinking. I've tried my hand even in maybe smoking a few cigarettes because of peer Mm -hmm. pressure and stuff like that. Everything has a phase, right? And the body recovers. The body generates new cells, it recovers, right? Mm, So if you have these short phases Mm -hmm. of experiencing life in its rawest form, wildest form, whatever form, it's okay. But Mm. if you, if these phases become extremely long, Mm. you know, some, some of these unnecessary habits become an addiction, then you have a problem. Okay. Right. And right. Yeah. Yeah. The way you explained, uh, I mean, it would relate to a lot of people and the major audience of this particular podcast and episode which is, uh, yeah. I mean, in that particular age group. Uh, age group. Yeah. yeah. It, it does make a lot of difference. And I mean, yes, uh, human bodies are made to move. Uh, I was reading Sapiens by Yuval Noah Harari. Mm. Uh, even yeah. there's this point mentioned where uh, because of a lot of uh, easiness and uh, accessibility, I mean, we, yeah. we have stopped moving. And uh, exactly. it has uh, reduced, I mean, it has eventually like caused us only harm, I mean, with everything, with yeah. the DCs and everything. Uh, yes. But yeah, I mean, so if anyone's reading or listening to this particular episode, the one thing that they can take from this is move. It should be as yeah. easy as going for a walk, yes. listen to music yes. at night yes. and take simple steps yes. uh, and not think about the, I mean, that you need to weigh, like uh, maybe pull 100 yeah. kgs in the first go no. and go to the gym and everything. So just no. simple. You know, yeah. you know, you know, Adi, just quickly touching upon the fact that you mm-hmm. said the message that you, we want to give everybody is simply move. Exercise comes much later. I'm not mm-hmm. even someone who uh, I would I would love to tell everybody that you all have to exercise. Mm-hmm. But let's take a step back, right? Before mm-hmm. exercise, the question is, do you even move often? Uh, right? right? My book, my book, which mm-hmm. released during COVID. The, I named my book Get Moving mm. because I feel like that's the foundational problem we humans have, mm. right? right? The foundation itself is very, very warped. Like there's no point in me slogging in the gym for one, one and a half hour and mm-hmm. then coming home and sitting for 22 hours, right? right? Mm-hmm. I have burned some calories, yes. Mm-hmm. But my joints are still saying I want movement. My right. joints are not designed to do that, just that one hour exercise. They're designed mm-hmm. for so much more. Mm-hmm. My body needs blood circulation more often. Mm-hmm. Blood circulation doesn't happen efficiently when you sit down. It happens efficiently mm-hmm. when you walk. So walking is like the best medicine, the bestest exercise, the fastest fat burning tool there is. Nice. Uh-huh. And if you don't, so if you don't exercise, I have mm-hmm. no problem. Do you yeah. at least do eight, ten, twelve thousand steps a day? That's that's what matters. Like, mm-hmm. you know, my 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 dad finishes about fifteen thousand steps by seven in the morning. Okay. Right? Because uh-huh. every morning he and that is the only reason he is diabetic, he has a heart condition, mm-hmm. and 
two, one year back, he was diagnosed with colon cancer. Despite mm-hmm. these three big conditions, diabetes is huge, heart disease mm-hmm. is huge, cancer is huge. Mm-hmm. Like he's going to turn 75 next year. And for me, I learned so much from that man that he still lives life, you know, like full throttle, despite having three big lifestyle diseases. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Most people would feel, and he still wakes up at, five in the morning, 4.35 in the morning. He's out for two hours, just moving and walking and moving and walking. And through the day, he's doing different things, gardening, cleaning, something or the other, cleaning his own car. He doesn't need Mm. to, you know what I mean? But my point here is he knows that the longer he continues to move, Mm. the better his body is going to respond to treatments that Mm. are happening for him. Right? He's not going to, compromise on the lifestyle he wants to live. Mm-hmm. He still enjoys his little drink in the evening. He still enjoys certain types of food he wants to eat. He doesn't overdo it. But he's like, I'll not compromise on that. Instead, yeah. I will focus on movement and exercise. Mm-hmm. You know? So it's yeah. just an attitude shift. Yeah. You, that's why I said you can't promise yourself to never get a disease, mm-hmm. but you can promise to heal faster, get out of it faster, be very yeah. strong. So every everyone who I feel is a sports person and who works out consistently also mentally becomes very strong. And that's mm. what we need as we age, mental strength. Mm. Right. Oh, so, I mean, just one last question before we move to the famous five because uh, I mean, I can yeah. see the time. Uh, so uh, you spoke about mental strength on the last word. And um, I mean, for a lot of uh, people who are trainers, uh, physical yeah. strength is one thing that people could see, but they don't know what's happening mentally. And there are times when trainers or people break down mentally and they're not able to function yeah. as well as they do. Uh, so yes. with physical strength, yes, but how could people uh, also achieve their highest peak performance in mental health? And I think because yeah. uh, you've gone through like 10 years of fitness, uh, doing like a corporate career as well, you might have a different experiences in both those particular sectors. Yes. So how yes. you? No, I, I'm, I'm with you, Adi. I mean, mm-hmm. see, honestly, it's, it's, it's an answer. I, uh, I don't know if I, I don't know what to say, or mm-hmm. I'm not sure if what I say will resonate with everybody, right? Because mental and emotional health is very tricky. Mm-hmm. For me, uh, I feel like it's been touch wood, but I think it's been fairly easy in the sense. I channelize everything through my exercise. Mm. So when I finish my exercise first thing in the morning, there's like high adrenaline. There's Mm. a rush of happy hormones and endorphins. That carries me through the day very well. Mm. And I know a lot of other people who feel the same, that the moment they exercise, they go for a run, they go for a long walk, they go lift heavy weights. They're Mm -hmm. just powered. It's like, you know, when your phone is like full battery, Mm. you know, yeah. <laughs> you okay. get excited more than the yeah. phone itself. But you know what I mean, right? Yeah. Uh, as the charge is going down, you're like, oh my God, oh my God. So mm. when you finish a workout, you're basically high energy. And then that can power you through any sort of day. But this is one set of people. Mm-hmm. The other set of people who have to find other ways of physically and mentally being strong, first is identifying something that just makes them happy and it could Mm. be anything except overloading sugar Mm -hmm. it could be anything right it could be reading a book it could be anything Mm -hmm. but but i want to conclude on this point by saying 
let's start normalizing mm. having a therapist right right i feel every single human being when they come of age or i don't know when they start realizing that they're going through stress should have a therapist whether mm. the, and a therapist is not for depression or anxiety mm. a normal human being like you and i who probably do not even have depression and anxiety but have certain bouts of stress in our life and sometimes don't know how to channelize it mm. should have a therapist because a therapist is someone you can blindly go talk to and have a very unbiased response which mm. you may not get from people around you right yeah right so i feel first let's mm. normalize having a therapist and identify them as someone who you can just go and you know get your frustration out mm-hmm. you know get like just 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 vent it out sometimes you like i said you don't aren't able to do it anywhere else mm. and not say that oh no i'll handle this myself or i'll talk to my friend or i'll talk to my spouse i don't even know if they're going to give you the right answer so mm. i but- feel let's normalize having a therapist treat that as the right thing to do a routine mm-hmm. do a one therapist visit once a quarter or if you need once a month mm-hmm. right. right let the therapist decide how often you should yeah. see her or talk to her or him but normalize that and i think mentally and emotionally we may be in a better place mm. right i mean great advice and anyone who's listening to this episode i mean if there's one thing they can take is obviously meeting a de- therapist more than anything else for their mental fitness uh yeah. and so i know that uh, we need to move to the famous five but again because this is a coffee podcast and i know that you have, you like coffee i've seen a lot of stories about you <laughs> and uh, so yes. how, what is your relationship with coffee and how is it helping you in your fitness uh, journey i think my relationship with coffee is that i wake up and look for coffee okay mm-hmm. but you know what um, i don't know it it doesn't work for everyone but uh, i like to have a cup of coffee before i start my workout mm-hmm. uh, and it it's fine for me but i always tell people that if that's something that you want to start or you want to do uh, always check the difference with your heart rate mm-hmm. uh, when you start a workout without a coffee when you start a workout after a coffee because there is a difference like mm-hmm. some people have very elevated heart rates during their workout if they do it after a coffee Mm. so and you don't want that right i mean you don't yeah. want unnecessary elevation of heart rate because mm. exercise itself is going to take it up and down up and down depending on what you're doing mm-hmm. so you don't want an unnecessary elevation which happened due to coffee and you know being hyper mm-hmm. because of coffee yeah. and i've noticed that with my own group of people who work out together uh, i'm mm-hmm. the only one who has a coffee before and works out and mm-hmm. my body is fully used to it so i think it's okay because i've also grown up having tea or coffee first thing in the morning so i think mm-hmm. that's also why my body is used to it so coffee can be fantastic for you before mm-hmm. a workout but coffee can also work against you before a workout so you need to identify how you feel but yeah i think coffee is is a great antioxidant as well so if you're someone mm-hmm. who loves coffee then having two cups a day is going to work in your favor and not against uh, especially if you're doing black coffee what happens with milk is it just becomes more carbs that's all yeah. and if you're having uh, without sugar fantastic and if you're going to add that sugar in then it's going to be double carbs so uh, yeah. i i still try to do a lot of uh, black but i love my mm. filter coffee also mm. 
which is one of the reasons I can never go off lactose, I guess. But I do like at least one filter coffee a day. But uh, apart from mm-hmm. that, I I do maybe about two black coffees a day. Um, right. It's been okay for me. I tried quitting in between and I realized um, I shouldn't even try. <laughs> yeah. But, but, but here's the thing, right? I've been predominantly a tea drinker. Then I became a coffee drinker. Mm-hmm. So I don't know how that shift happened. Uh, but yeah, I need one of them. And right now, yeah, I, I love coffee. But I don't overdo it. Yeah. I don't overdo it. My max is like three cups. Mm-hmm. Uh, Minimum is two, and I've rarely ever overdone it to like four and five. So mm-hmm. my suggestion to everyone also is at least enjoy the two cups of coffee if needed three, uh, but but don't kind of push beyond that mm-hmm. because your body doesn't need so much caffeine. Perfect. I mean uh, that's a sweet note to end with. And uh, again, a lot of coffees again to all the people listening and to you. So we'll move to the famous five, which is uh, yeah. I would be saying a sentence or a question, and you need to respond. As quick as you can and as shorter as you can. Okay. 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 One myth about fitness that you are trying to break. Uh, lifting weights for women can make them bulky. Okay. Uh, one thing that you're very curious about. What happens with excess sugar? Okay. Uh, what because is... I love sugar mm-hmm. myself. Okay. Fine. Uh, what is something that you used to value earlier that you don't value anymore? Hmm. Okay, that's very tricky. What I used to value earlier. Hmm. I I need some time to think, I think, on this one. <laughs> can okay. you give me another question? Yeah. Maybe we can move to the next one. One of the best advices you have ever received. Start lifting weights. Okay. And one of the worst advices you have ever received? Uh, worst advice. What is the worst advice? I can't think of it. That's good that you cannot even remember. Because, yeah. yeah, I really can't. I mean, I've, I, I think I have a great set of friends uh-huh. and great family. So I really don't have like a worst advice. Yeah. Okay, cool. We can skip that. But the, one of the worst things I have done though mm-hmm. is woken up and started my day with sugar. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I did it for quite a while. And this was, I was probably much younger. And mm. it's a shame because I, it, it was literally like, I would hide and eat. Like that's, that's the kind of addict I am. Uh-huh. And like whatever stuff was there, there wouldn't be too much junk stuff at home because my mom always cooked everything for us. But I would mm-hmm. literally hide and eat that sweet and sometimes I would just take like you know steal like 10-20 rupees from my dad's pocket and run to the bakery to get like a dilpasan you know what I mean uh-huh. so that, that's like the worst thing I've done in my life I'm like how did I even do that like I'll be I'll be yeah I'll be very disappointed if my daughter did it <laughs> but yeah that's not a worst advice but the but worst thing I've ever done okay okay the last one one habit or rule that you could make and everyone in the world would follow it, what would you be? I, I know I think moving, uh, everyone should move is one of the things that, uh, again, from the book that you wrote, uh, is yeah. there. But apart yeah. from it, I mean, if you were to put it out. I One advice would be reduce or remove sugar, mm. processed sugar. Mm-hmm. The sugar can come through natural forms like fruits and dates. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I would say remove because the kind of 
damage it's causing and going to cause in the future because of the accessibility, Mm -hmm. it's going to be very difficult to control if you don't stop now. So that's the only advice. Like, Mm -hmm. Adi, I see people having donuts for breakfast in buffets Mm -hmm. at restaurants. And for me, that's taking me back to those small phases where I used to wake up and eat sweet stuff. But that mine was very short phase. Mm -hmm. But the kids today, much younger, starting their day like that, it just bothers me a lot. Yeah. yeah. And um, I mean, again, talking about the Gen Z and people my age, there are so many options that are sugar uh, fed. I mean, if anything. I mean, yes. if you eat anything, most of the things have sugar because people like sweet yes. things, uh, but they do not, uh, again, like control it. And anything, I mean, if you just go on the ingredients side and see the num- amount of sugar with the yeah. MG and everything. Yeah. So maybe yes. just be a bit conscious with whatever you consume. Is something yeah, like, that's why I didn't yeah. say I didn't use the word remove. So I'm saying mm, reduce. reduce or remove. If you can remove, mm. fantastic. Right. Or reduce. Like I know I can't remove, mm. but I know I can reduce and be more conscious and yeah. choose alternate options and stuff like that. But that is going to cause a lot of damage and mm-hmm. lead to obesity. Already, obesity in children is on the rise, including right. India. Diabetes is on the rise. All the diabetes is not just about sugar. It's many more mm-hmm. things, but it is a combination, right? So if these things are just going to keep rising, we are going to mm-hmm. have a huge issue with the current Gen Z, yes. you know, yeah. the, this generation growing up, we will have lots of issues. Mm-hmm. So. Right. But yeah, I mean, good episode. I'm very happy uh, to do this. And uh, again, yeah. uh, someone who has, I mean, I was, not, I was not very serious about fitness earlier about exercising, yeah. but uh, thank you for doing that in code. And um, again, a lot of gratefulness for doing this episode. And I hope that it helps a lot of people, uh, yes. all the conversation. So thank you so much. Yes. Thanks, Adi. I think I'm just very happy that we were able to uh, say everything uh, that we planned to. And, you know, I just hope like the message reaches out to maximum people. And one thing that they can change after listening to this podcast if they can just move more often, I think we have a success right there. Yeah, for sure. So thanks. Thank yeah. you.